Um, oh, got it. Oh, let me say that again. <laughs> I've been uh, I've been reading the late David Graeber's uh, last book um, recently, and it's a complicated book, but it it has a it has a long chapter on on this really sort of fascinating topic and the that that aligns with a bunch of other stuff that i've read in the past and it in this particular time of year bears some discussion or whatever um it's about the the native tribes that lived in the pacific northwest up through you know through sort of um oregon Washington and and what's now British Columbia, right? And contrasting them um, with the native tribes that lived in Northern California, um, and and you know his 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 the arguments he uses to to contrast them are are um, are intriguing and useful and so on and probably not worth going into here but but the the thing that was that jumped out at me was this um the he he makes it clear that that a lot of the the social structure and um and and kind of Yeah, the 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 whole kind of ritual function of of a, of a year in 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 the whole area, including the Pacific Northwest and uh, and Northern California and so on, was focused on a a series of rituals that happen around the around the winter solstice they're essentially midwinter ritual practices that and they're the these the ceremonies they're the they have they had very different qualities in both places and the and the way that the people that participated and so on were, were picked were were very different but in both cases they were crucial to the social fabric of the societies, and um, and and the rituals were the the ceremonies involved were tremendously important, right? Um, and and what that the bell that that rang for me is that I you know if you look at you know ethnography and um, and all and all of the you know, discussion of, of mythologies and, and, and practices around the world, it seems like maybe not everybody, but almost everybody has a, has a, has an important midwinter ritual. Um, uh, and they, they, they show up in, 
they show up in Europe famously um, in the, in you know in talking about Celtic culture. There's a there's a bunch of things that happen around the end of the new year. They show up in in Asia, J- Japan and China, South Asia. They show up and and in present day society, some of these things are just kind of vestiges, right? They're they're practices that kind of hang on. Um, and or are grafted onto other um, or are onto other belief systems. And, you know, interestingly in Europe, um, the you know uh, the the midwinter rituals, the European midwinter rituals were grafted onto christmas and uh, and and related saints days that happened around around christmas and so on but but nonetheless there's this powerful um consistency around the the importance of the middle of winter and the dawning of the new year right um and Sometimes these rituals are characterized as harvest festivals, but actually that's not really what they're about. If you, if you dig into them, it, you know, it's certainly um, uh, David Graeber and the guy who wrote, he wrote the book with um, dig into this a little bit, but I've looked at, I've looked at, at the, at sort of ethnography and, and, history around the the european versions of these rituals and it's pretty clear that that what they're what they're not is they're not harvest festivals what they are is they're an effort to aid in the rebirth of time <laughs> on, an, on an annual basis by doing things like lighting fires to encourage the sun to come back and um and and it's it's kind of amazing actually, and that that's a that's a that's a common practice, right? Or um, at, uh, reenacting the 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 mythologies around the creation of the world in a way to encourage the 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 world to be reborn, right? And. And often in the in this in these stories, there's a there's this weird um, sort of um, liminal period in the middle of the rituals where the the old year has died and the and the new year hasn't been born yet and and where in some ways kind of all bets are off right and and where everyone is there's a kind of you know hitchcockian suspense right like (laughs) what's gonna what's gonna happen now right and if you interestingly in a buddhist context right the 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 story of the enlightenment of the buddha which is celebrated in 
Rohatsu Sashin, it's not exactly midwinter, but it, the you know ex- celebrated at least you can say in kind of the dark of the year and in the run up to the solstice, right? So it's just the standard date for it is is December eighth. But if you read the story of the life of the Buddha, right, um, one way to interpret it is this, right? So the the Buddha is a man who was who both had everything in the sense that he was he was he's usually described as a prince or at very very least as as the um the future leader of this large tribal group in northern india or southern nepal right and um groomed for a life of of power influence um and comfort and control right and he 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 gives it up because um it has a because it leaves some burning question in his mind unsatisfied and he goes out in the world and and tries all sorts of different methods for um for answering those questions right um and in the end he gives all of them up right in the uh the yogic schools the philosophical schools you know at which you know in the story of his life he excels in in all of them right and then and then he's like no this isn't doing it for me and he drops it right and in the end he's engaging in ascetic forest practice and practically kills himself um you know probably living on a mustard seed a day i remember my dad told me um that he knew a guy that lived on one mustard seed a day um uh and uh, you know a, a kind of modern day guy who lived on one mustard seed a day which seemed um kind of impossible to me it seemed like he must be sneaking off somewhere and yeah buying a hamburger or something like that but in, in any case um and and even that the most extreme um effort that the that the buddha could make to settle the mind to um enhance his concentration and and to devote himself to the to these practices didn't seem to be doing it and also um was uh kind of you know ruining his health and so he he drops that too and uh um his he finally just decides to sit down and pay attention and allow whatever happens to happen for long enough that something can swim into focus almost of its own accord right? and he does and it does um and the 
and the and you know the in the one of the standard stories you know he looks up and sees the the morning star on a clear winter morning and wakes up right okay And every year, Zen monasteries celebrate this event by, I, by, I have to say, um, uh, mounting a retreat that, that includes a, a lot of ceremonial activity, including this wild celebration of the of the enlightenment of the buddha that involves throwing flowers and and um hitting extremely large drums and and walking around the buddha hall and and celebrating right um and and it occurs to me hmm, midwinter ritual right um it's a ritual of of fundamentally of of letting go and of rebirth, right? Of letting go of the the self that um, seemed to be the most important thing in the world, and allowing something else to stand up in its place. Um, So here we are. We're we're sneaking up on. We've we've you know we've had the we've had the the solstice, but for some reason um, we've managed to move. Um, you know, ma- managed to move the cal- the beginning of the calendar year up. Um, you know, a few days, right? And we're sneaking up on the beginning of the new calendar year. And I don't, I don't know about you, but my experience of this. Um, oh look, my hand is raised. How exciting! My experience of this this time of year is that it 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 definitely has this sense of um, the kind of old letting go of and allowing the dissolution of the of the old year and its imperatives and both waiting and and allowing some kind of not, not exactly expectation but some kind of suggestion to arise about what could possibly be coming next right and 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 just allowing it to present itself without making too much out of it right um and i think especially this year where everything is so um really kind of seriously up in the air it's worth allowing that process to run and see what it suggests without without
bringing in too many fixed ideas or um, preconceptions about what it could possibly be because it is, it's a new world. I mean, every moment is a new world and, and fundamentally every, every moment is the dawning of the new year. But, but, you know, we've happened to mark it as a society have happened to mark this one and we might as well, we might as well attend to it carefully. Right. So I guess that's most of what I had to say. And, and we got started a little bit late. So I wonder, um, does anybody have any questions about that? I, have a, I guess I could say a few more things, but before we move on to that, does anybody have any questions about that or comments or, or uh, concerns? <laughs> you can, uh, you can raise your hand or probably in this group this size, just unmute yourself. What do you think? <laughs> 